Hey, Rosie. <laughs> I've had to, my tripod's broke, so I've had to build like a little fort with some books. <laughs> so we both um, started, I think it was, it's about June, July time, wasn't it? A few months back. And we signed up for Dr. Uche's um, Wealthy Medics course, which is to specialise, help us specialise in a particular micro niche area of our work that we do and that's how we've ended up uh, meeting each other we've never seen each other face to face which might be a good thing for you i don't know but uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> but it, it's been nice chat, chatting to you over the last few months you know to do with work anyway so i thought it'd be interesting speaking to you because you're a paramedic of all the professions that i'll be speaking to um so i wondered what aesthetics and working as a paramedic was like for you so what would you say your work is? What different types of work do you do? You're a paramedic, but you do aesthetics as well, Rosie. Yeah, so um, I work an out of hours. I used to work in the ambulance service, but I work an out of hours now, um, yeah. which I really enjoy. It's a bit more chilled out. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've been doing aesthetics for about two years um, it's something that I've always wanted to do when I first qualified, but I don't think that many paramedics did it back then, about 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it just became a... Um, what did I... I can't remember. Yeah, a friend, a colleague from work, um, she started doing aesthetics. It was also a paramedic. Yeah. So I got talking to her and went from there, really. Right, okay. So you do um, you do full-time paramedic work and you do aesthetics um, at other times, do you? Yeah, so I only have a clinic probably once a week at the moment, um, but I really enjoy, like, flicking between the two, to be honest. Right. Um, what about your um, mindset work, the, the new type of work that you're doing? So, yeah, that was through Dr Uche's, um course, I help women who work in the NHS or healthcare um, to for, uh, to help with their mindset. So it kind of came from probably a few years ago when I noticed myself included. There was a lot of burnout, both in the ambulance service and in hospital. Um, so that's what inspires me to set up Mindset for Medics. Right. I don't think there's... It depends, like, different trusts you work in, but there's not a great deal um, of support there. And I think with COVID, we're just moving into the second wave, and I think people kind of haven't really recovered from the first wave, healthcare workers. So I think it's really yeah. important. I'm really See, excited. You don't think there's enough support for healthcare professionals in the work they do? I don't think so, no. I think, oh, yeah, probably over the last five years, morale's been a little bit low anyway. And then with COVID, I think it's kind of been and made it a lot worse. I think everywhere's different where you work. And obviously every trust, some might be more supportive than others. But on the whole, yeah, I don't think there's yeah. much support out there at all. Yeah, it's a shame. But what... You, you do um, you do full-time paramedic work. What would you say is the worst thing about the work that you do, not just as a paramedic, but, say, in your aesthetics work as well? What's the worst thing for you? Um, say with paramedic work, like shift work, um, with yeah. aesthetics, I really enjoy it. 
I really enjoy seeing patients and you know that smile afterwards um once you know once you've done an aesthetic treatment that smile they're yeah. really happy it can't be easy I being think, a paramedic with all, think, all the different things you have to do yeah I think organization <laughs> it's like any business isn't it so like um organization side of it the business side of it accounts I find quite difficult and what's the most enjoyable part of the work would you say of the things that you do you, um, you mentioned about the smiles on people's faces once you've treated them yeah um, same thing with paramedic work once you've helped patients um with problems when you've been out so yeah i really enjoy just trying to make people smile really in both sides of work i think that's really important like people skills are everything aren't they yeah yeah what about other practitioners do you get on well with other um aesthetics practitioners that you come yeah across? i get on really well with different um aesthetics practitioners um i live in quite a rural area so there's not really many of us around so i think like the facebook groups have really helped and um everyone's really supportive which is yeah. great there was one particular practitioner, I think it was Gemma from Skylar Aesthetic. She, she mentioned just how, uh, how nice you were and how well she got on with you from years gone, you know, since she yeah. first met. So she, uh, she, she mentioned that. She said uh, she, she, you were a really nice person and how much she uh, enjoyed uh, knowing you. Oh, that's really nice of her. Yeah, Gemma's lovely. Um, we used to work together in Birmingham. Um, right. So Gemma was a sister in the A&E that I used to take patients into. Yeah, so we always just have a laugh on night shifts and try and keep each other awake. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have any advice for other paramedics, perhaps, who were thinking of maybe getting involved in other types of work, you know, outside of the NHS, like you're, you're looking at mindset work? Um, what, what advice would you have for other paramedics, perhaps? Um, I think our role has evolved definitely in the last like five years so I think paramedics are starting to move into different roles other than like traditional ambulance work um so I'd say just go for it whether it's aesthetics or something else I think we can become like institutionalized a little bit in the NHS so yeah just go for it and there's always agency work and you can always go back to it if things don't work out. So would you, you're, you're going to be carrying on doing your aesthetic work as well as your mindset work, are you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I probably would do like the same as what I'm doing now, like one clinic a week. Um, yeah. But yeah, my main focus, I hope in the next year or so, will be my mindset work. Right. Yeah. But that's what I like about aesthetics because you can, you know, you can have like a full time business or it can be really part time. Yeah. Whichever. Would you would you do it full time? Would you go and do longer hours in aesthetics if you could? I, I really like my hospital work. I like yeah. a balance of both. Right. OK. What about training? You know, the training that you've been doing as part of your aesthetic training. What, what do you think of the training that's available the paramedics to to specialize in aesthetic work yeah i think um it was really good i did my foundation course with derma medical i think foundation courses are always quite full-on but aesthetics is a lot more 
the courses are a lot more accessible now for paramedics, I think. Do you think your work as a paramedic um, that forms a good basis for your for your aesthetic work? Do you think it's beneficial for your um, practice as a aesthetic practitioner because of you being a paramedic? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think as a paramedic, we're quite autonomous and we're, we're often on our own quite a lot anyway. I think that really helps. Also, things like dealing with anaphylaxis um, complications quite a lot in our paramedic role so we can use that experience in aesthetics so I think paramedics yeah. can be well suited to right. aesthetics. Is there, is there any funny funny stories you've got about your aesthetic work or maybe as a paramedic there must be some stories that you can remember? <laughs> yeah I do um, I have one about paramedics so I, you know, like the big work boots that we wear. Yeah. When I get tired, I get really, really clumsy. So, like the one <laughs> on a night shift, I was, um, we were putting stuff away in the ambulance, and I like tripped over my own feet and ended up <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't need emergency treatment, did you? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Anything in aesthetics that that made you laugh at all? I don't think so. <laughs> You've, you've, never, you've never laughed during a, a consultation at anyone, have you? No, no, I haven't. <laughs> no. Right, <laughs> fair enough, <laughs> just in case. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah, I was mentoring um, another paramedic and uh, <laughs> without thinking, um, she like, <laughs> she, we, um, she thought we were finished with the syringe, so she just like chucked it. <laughs> just chucked it? Chucked it in the sharps, <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like... So what types of treatments do you carry out in your aesthetic work then, Rosie? What sort of treatments do you do? Um, so I mainly do like dermal filler and Botox, which I really enjoy. So upper Botox, upper face Botox. Um, lips are quite popular, um, although yeah. since um, COVID I've had quite a lot of requests for like crow's feet botox i think people are getting a bit more concerned with the eye area now wearing masks yeah. a lot but lips tend to be my most popular treatment what about you what's your uh, well i specialize in lips in particular so for me it's i do, I do full range of treatments you know full facial treatments yeah. i do um, plasma skin tightening as well so i do a lot of stomach tightening uh, and also uh, non-surgical blepharoplasty, you know, around the eyes. Yeah. A lift. But I've done quite a bit of um, non-surgical uh, stomach tightening, which is worked That's quite really well. interesting. Yeah, I think I saw it actually the other day. It looked, yeah, it looked really good results. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, really good. Yeah. It was a nice client from, uh, from nearby. It's about 40 miles away. She came down for treatment and she's been really happy with it. Um, but yeah, lips is my speciality. I'm specialising in lip scarring um, and deformity. So I'll be um, working with, um, just got messages popping up all over the place. I've got to turn off this messaging. Is it is it bothering you? Uh, no, we're not. Rosie? I don't even realise. <laughs> <laughs> right. no. But yeah, with um, Dr. Uche, my speciality is um, lip scarring and deformity treatment. So I'm doing that. Um, but lips, lips is particularly my mm. speciality. I've always loved doing lip work. Yeah, um, same. What would you say is your most popular treatment of all the ones that you do? 
Um, I think mainly um, lips. Um, I have a, my age range is quite broad, so Botox is quite popular, and yeah, lip fillers mainly. Any advice for members of the public who were considering treatment with you? What would you say to them about anyone that's think that's thinking about coming to you for treatment? I'd say research the treatment beforehand. I always say this anyway to my patients. Um, make sure you've really thought about the treatment and you've researched it. That'd be my biggest part of my biggest advice to patients. Is, is there a lot of other practitioners near where you are or are you quite, um, is there not many aesthetic practitioners where you're based? Is there a, is there a lot of competition? Um, so I live in a town just outside Worcester, so like Malvern, and there's not many at all here. Worcester City Centre, there's quite a few. Um, I've got a clinic just like in between Malvern and Worcester and Eversham. They're quite rural clinics, so yeah, not particularly. What, what would you say to any patients that are considering treatment and it's all the problem with lockdown, you know, have you got any advice for patients considering treatment and the problem of lockdown right now? I would say we're still open for like online consultations and I love yeah. doing online consultations because it really, you can really get to know the patient beforehand and I think that's quite nice with new patients. Yeah. Um, so we're still doing online consultations. Sorry, I forgot the last bit of the question. No, no, that, that was it. It was just really what you could do yeah. to help patients, you know, during lockdown, things like that. Um, I suppose, do you, do you give much advice to patients asking for any any support or information about treatments they're looking at? Yeah, I, um, through a consultation, I always give lots of advice. Um, sometimes I email um, advice as well, and my website has got quite a lot of information on um, it's been a difficult time for everyone, you know, since since March with everything that's been going on and all the problems that's been associated with COVID. So how how's life and work been for you since March? What would you say? Yeah, I think it's been a really strange time for everyone, hasn't it? Um, it's been a bit odd. Um, the first lockdown, my hospital work was uh, quite quiet. Um, now it's really ramped up again I found like aesthetics a bit hard with two lockdowns you know we just got used yeah. to getting back to the swing of things and now a second yeah. one but yeah I think it's a really strange time for everyone isn't it you, you must have had quite a big demand for work again after opening up your aesthetics work after the first lockdown I'm guessing you had a lot of clients um, getting in touch with you about wanting work done yeah, it was really busy. Um, yeah, it was really busy. And I think it's yeah. difficult as well. Now we have, you know, we have to do all the extra precautions, um, space and appointments out. It's just difficult to try and organise things mm. because of what's going on and um, like planning, doing everything to do with infection control and all the normal stuff that you used to in the NHS. It's difficult um, having to plan everything in your own work as an aesthetic practitioner, I think. What about the work that you've been doing? Have you, do, have you been following protocols to do with uh, working you know, under a COVID secure, in a COVID secure protocol? Have you managed with that yourself? 
Yeah, so um, my clinic's COVID secure. Um, we take precautions, I'm sure, like you do, like a COVID pre-screen a few days before. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I think it's worked really well, actually. Okay. Any, any tips or any advice for patients um, that, that are looking for aesthetic treatment now or between now and Christmas? What would you say to them about planning or getting in touch with practitioners? Because I suppose a lot of people are looking towards Christmas now, you know, it's not long for, until then. And they're probably planning on looking good for Christmas, whatever might happen. Um, so any, anything you've got you'd say to that, to that sort of person, any clients that are looking in preparation for Christmas and treatments? Yeah, so I'd say um, it's really important to plan, um, especially now, far ahead in advance. A lot of aesthetic clinics, as I said before, are still doing online consultations. Um, so that would be a really good place to start as I think yeah. it is going to get really busy, isn't it, once we can reopen again? just depends on what happens, yeah, mm. with the relaxation of lockdown. That's um, it. I suppose there's always help and spot available for people that, that need it. And with with healthcare practitioners, we always have a, a duty of care, you know, to, to provide care and support to all of our clients. And because we're healthcare practitioners, they're also our patients as well, which means that we need to take care of, take care, make sure we're cared for properly. So um, I think if, if patients need any form of spot, we're always around to help them, um, whether we can see them face to face or not. It's always something we can do irrespective of that. Um, but I, I was wondering in future, what, what are you looking forward to in terms of work or in terms of your life over the next maybe year or so yeah so I think everyone's probably the same aren't they kind of looking forward to things going back to normality a little bit um yeah. I can't wait to jump on a plane and go everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I love traveling so normally I go away about four times um yeah so I really miss that I feel a bit like right. a caged chicken <laughs> um <laughs> So you'd be, um, you'd, be, you'd be up all over the place. Where, where would you plan on going to next, would you say? Um, I'd like to do like South America next, um, perhaps a bit of volunteer, volunteering as well with my paramedic work. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Right. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed. <laughs> what about your, your um, mindset work? Were you, did you mention about writing, writing to do with mindset work? Yeah, so um, I've just started writing a book, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's only in in its infancy. Infant, I can't speak. <laughs> I've only infancy. just yeah. <laughs> so I've only just started writing it, but I'm really really excited. It's going to be a self help book for women who work in healthcare. Um, it's all about mindset and beliefs. Because um, what I found difficult. I've been practicing mindset for about four or five years, but a lot of the self-help books, they're like, you have to get up at like an hour and a half before your alarm and do this, do that. And we just can't do that um, as healthcare workers. You know, if you work in a 12 hour shift, that's just impossible. So it's helping women to fit mindset work in between um, hectic shifts and 
yeah so i'm really excited for that so you you've got you've got plans to do with your, your mindset work and with with our business coach with our our mentor chair what what would you what what are your views of him now just remember i'm speaking to him next week in a live so <laughs> <laughs> no i think Great. Um, I've been looking for like a coach for a while now, but I found it really hard to connect with coaches that aren't not really hard to connect, but people that don't work in healthcare. I feel like they don't really get us. Does that make yeah. sense? Whereas yeah. he really understands, he's really approachable, really passionate yeah. at what he does. He's, so, yeah, he's, he's, really, he's, he's a really nice bloke because you can mm. just talk to him about yeah. anything. It doesn't have to be about aesthetics. It helps with me being an aesthetic practitioner, and he is as well. So that makes it really effective for me. But he, he's pretty much open about any subject, isn't he? Uh, mm. And it, it, it's no problem speaking to him about anything to do with work or life generally, I find. Yeah, Whether exactly. Whether he wants to hear it, it's a different matter, but I tell him anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's really easy to talk to and get then get along with. I think that's what really matters, isn't it? You've got to have a connection with, you do. with that person. I don't know if you get the, um, the magazine Aesthetic Medicine. It's just reversed here, but... Um, it's a monthly aesthetics magazine, and it goes out to subscribers. And he, Duce, has got his nice, nice little article in there this month. Oh, I'm gonna have to have a look at that. Or oh, he'll, he'll kill you for not even knowing that he's. No, <laughs> I knew he was writing an article, but I didn't realise it was out this month. Oh, it is. He's been writing this a while back. I think it was in preparation for this month. And he's got it in, um, yeah, it's, it's in um, this month's magazine. He's, there's a few, uh, a few pages, and it's all about infraorbital um, assessment prior to doing fillers. So, Uche, this is just for you, so you can pay the check later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get that. Um, no, no, he's, he, he does quite a lot of writing, and um, he's um, he's really nice. Look, I haven't done his masterclass training yet. At some point, I'll I will do. Um, yeah, but, I will do as well. Yeah, but any any anything else you wanted to say about your work, Rosie? I know we I've probably just jumped now and again from one bit of info to another. Just having a little look. Sorry, because you're, you're one of the few people who who. As a background in, in as a paramedic and also aesthetics and now also specializing in a niche area uh to do with mindset um but for for, for people like us we've because of uche he's got it into our heads that we can pretty much do whatever we want and specialize in any area um based on what we know and what we like doing so you're you're in quite a small um, category of, of people mm. practitioners because you've managed to find an area that you love to do and um, that you love to work in. Um, yeah. But what what do you any anything else you'd want to say about that as in your based on your work generally and what you're doing now and what you want to do? So yeah, my biggest thing is I think this is really common with. NHS workers as I've said this earlier as well that is often like really institutionalized so sometimes we think oh I felt like this any anyway 
like oh I'm not sure whether I can do anything else I've done this for so many years and at first when you work outside of a hospital it is really daunting but Uche's course have, has allowed us to realize well it's, it's allowed me to realize that we actually can yeah. do anything you want and our skills that we have as healthcare professionals are transferable which I didn't yeah. really think before <laughs> yeah he's he's made that very clear um, mm. for us to see that we aren't just tied down to one area of practice as healthcare professionals we're able to use the knowledge and skills we've got in other areas um but I think a lot of people that work in the NHS they just don't realize no. what abilities they have which they can use outside of the NHS and he's he's someone I'd recommend to anyone you know that wants to learn more about that um but I, I'm speaking to him next Tuesday evening I think it's about eight o'clock next Tuesday so that'll be interesting um if you if you'd written an article I'd have had that up on Tuesday evening Rosie <laughs> <laughs> But no, it should, should be interesting. Um, and it's been nice talking to you. Is, is there anything else you wanted to say that we haven't covered? I don't think so. No, I think we've pretty much covered it all. I wrote, no, I think we've pretty much got through it all, haven't we? Yeah, it's, um, it's, is this your first Instagram live that you've taken part in? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a tricky time when you haven't done it before even when you've done it before it's difficult mm. but um, technical problems always cause a bit of pain but I hope, hope, it, hope it was enjoyable for you yeah. anyway thank you so much again for asking me like I've really enjoyed it apart from no my problem. wife I was a bit slow but no yeah. no don't, don't worry it was really nice talking to you but maybe maybe again in the future at some point see yeah definitely that'd be good yeah, That'd but um, anyone you wanted to say hi to at all? Um, I don't think so. Other than Gemma, <laughs> other than Gemma at Skylar Aesthetics. And we'll have to say hi to Claire, you know, Claire at Butterfly Aesthetics. Yeah. She, she's a really nice paramedic and um, she I don't think she realises just how skillful she is. She, no. she doesn't know. <laughs> But um, but not just to say a big thank you just for joining me, um, Rosie. And oh, thank uh, you, thank you so much. And perhaps you do your own maybe over the next. Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping to interview um, different people, um, different clinicians each month, maybe one a month or something. There was somebody you posted on a story today, um, a practitioner. I can't remember who it was. A doctor. That, oh, Dr. Claire Ashley. Yes, yeah, you posted. Yeah. Um, perhaps do a live with her. Yeah, definitely. So she's a GP um, and she's also a coach as well. I think right. she's doing a gratitude challenge this week um, for pe for all of us, but specifically yeah. around work. So yeah. I normally do gratitude, but I don't normally do it for work. So that was quite good to join right. it. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be able to, um, to speak to a lot of different people about the work you do. Um, but no, it's been really it's been really interesting. This should be recorded so people can watch this back later on. Okay. Um, but it's been really nice chatting with you. Yeah. And just to say a big thank you for doing that, Rosie. Thanks for having me. It's been great. 
No problem. Okay, then I'll catch you at some point. I think we're in a, a meeting tomorrow morning with Uche, aren't we? Yeah, bright and early. What is it, eight o'clock? I thought it was half eight. Is it? Eight. Oh, no, yeah, I think it is. It's eight, half eight. I can't remember. It's, I can't remember. But anyway, I'll catch you tomorrow in a, in a probably a, a phone com, um, conference call, I think it will be. Great. Um, but anyway, nice seeing you, and I'll yeah, catch you up with you tomorrow. So and thank you everyone okay. for listening. <laughs> yeah, thanks for everyone for watching. Thanks. It's eight. Claire, Claire tells us it's eight o'clock. Oh, is it eight? Oh. Yeah. So okay. don't be late. He'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Have a good evening. Bye. You too. Bye.